legislative language might work on, on Capitol Hill, but when you're actually speaking to people, you need to speak to what actually matters to them. I think it's transparency. I think everybody's just really ready, whether it's a hospital trip, drug pricing. I think all the American public just wants to know what goes into the cost that they're seeing that they're you know footing the bill for. Welcome to The Next Big Thing in Health, an AHIP podcast where we explore new ideas that help make healthcare more affordable, more available, and more effective. I'm today's host, Robert Trainum, Executive Vice President of Public Affairs here at AHIP. If you'd like to watch the video episode of our discussion, head to YouTube and search for AHIP coverage or check the show notes for links. Let's dive in. I'm here with Adam Abrams, partner at Seven Letter, and Annalise Keller, managing director at Seven Letter, both experts in legislative issues and importantly, how to effectively communicate around them. Together, we'll discuss the current policy landscape as it relates to healthcare and what we can expect from our government going forward. For your awareness, this episode was recorded on October 5th, 2023. Annalise and Adam, welcome to our wonderful podcast here. I'd love to start off with just, quite frankly, an icebreaker. You know, what do you do? This town, here we are in Washington, D.C., this town is wound pretty tight with a lot of type A personalities. You see a lot of people jogging on their cell phone. You see a lot of people at the soccer games, obviously with their with their smart device because they're constantly wired. But what do you do when no one else is watching? What do you do on a Saturday or Sunday just to kind of decompress? And at least let me start with you. So I really like to escape not only Washington, but I guess this entire world and read science fiction books. Um, so I recently started the Red Rising series, which I'm like super late to the game on, but it's post-apocalyptic, uh, okay, planetary you, so you challenge. You go there, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, I want to really zoom out. Wow, I mean, you talk, oh, great. Like yeah. literally to another world. Exactly, yeah, <laughs> it's an escape. Uh, for me, I'm chasing around my, my four-year-old. So uh, we live on Capitol Hill here in Washington. Um, you can find us at Eastern Market running around, but uh, yeah, wherever she's going on the bike, I'm usually hot on her tail trying to keep up. So you got your priority straight, I yeah, understand. That's where that's what we do. So the two of you work at Seven Letter, and for the uh, best interest of our folks that are watching, that is a public affairs firm here in Washington, DC. In full disclosure, you work with us uh, as we think through healthcare policy, um, as well as messaging. Tell us about your roles at Seven Letter. Exactly what do you do, Annalise? Yeah, so uh, you're exactly right. It's, it's a public relations firm. Uh, we help um, associations like yourself, but also corporate clients. Uh, we have um, you know, industries across the board that we assist. Um, and we assist them primarily with communications here in Washington, D.C. So we're not necessarily a consumer-focused public affairs company, uh, but we're, we're talking to, you know, opinion elites. We're talking to, to key stakeholders here in Washington. We're talking to lawmakers. We're talking to policymakers. And we're helping shape uh, the narratives that best resonate with those decision makers on a, a particular issue. Adam? Yeah, uh, clients come to us most often when they have a challenge or an opportunity, especially when they need to communicate to uh, a niche audience, a special audience, an influential audience. Uh, and we have expertise at, at finding them, building the audience, and communicating and reaching to them. So whether it's healthcare, stakeholders, uh, or any number of industries, um, we find ways to uh, uh, develop, build, and communicate those messages that, that are important to them. You know, one of the things I always find challenging, but also, quite frankly, creatively interesting, and that is, how do you take really complex 
domestic policy issues such as healthcare, which is extremely important for obvious reasons. And I don't ever want to use the word dumb it down. That's that's offensive. But how do you make it digestible or consumerized for our parents or our grandparents to understand? Do you find that challenge or that tension to be hard as well? Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, I think a lot of industries can get caught in their own acronyms and it can be really simple measures. I mean, you're, you're saying the same things. You're just using language that's familiar to people. Um, you know, you have to kind of cater your message to your audience. And if you want an audience, um, you know, if your audience is the American public, you have to understand that, you know, they're they're not going to understand the same kind of terminology that that we often use here. Yeah, you said it. Annalise said it, too. I mean, you both talk about audience. Uh, you don't have to dumb anything down. You just speak the language the audience will understand. Right. Um, so if you're talking to the consumers, you talk about how um, the price they pay or their experience at the doctor uh, is or is not changing. Um, when you're talking to lawmakers, you're talking about um, why policy needs to be changed or strengthened uh, to protect consumers. Um, but lawmakers are kind of uh, megaphones for their constituents, right? So you need to speak to them in a language they can understand, too. Um, so Annalise is exactly right. I mean, using acronyms and uh, and legislative language um, might work on, on Capitol Hill, but when you're actually speaking to people, you need to speak to what actually matters to them. Yeah. Let's talk about healthcare for a moment, right? That's the business that we're in. Based on all the polling data that you've seen, all the research that you've done, is it fair to say that healthcare issues is not a top priority in this Congress for the remainder of the year or, or no? What I would say um, is that funding is is going to be the top issue. But I think for the American public, the top issues are the economy and inflation. And I bring that up because I think that relates directly to healthcare. Right. And I think healthcare costs um, are, are a top issue. Now, whether or not Congress is able to sort of get it together and get anything done with respect to healthcare, um, you know, I think that's another question. And I think there's been a lot of important work on healthcare done um, across the year in Congress. Um, you know, it's just like many other things and unfortunate fall into the wayside of the dysfunction. Let's translate this because I think the American people at home are saying, can they just get something done on behalf of healthcare? This is this is important to me, yeah. right? So I, I hear and fear I hear and see a lot of bickering, but I'm not sure I see any solutions. Is that is that fair? Yeah, I think that's I think that's absolutely fair. Um, I do think What's been interesting to watch is the uh, presidential conversation around healthcare because I think that's kind of a good litmus test as to how much the American public is sort of calling out for a conversation around healthcare. You're hearing kind of a more populist message from Republicans. Um, if you watch the you know Republican debates, I think the candidates are very um, very focused on transparency, uh, but they're also, you know, kind of not talking about healthcare in the way that we've traditionally seen Republicans talk about. Um, I mean, and with respect to Democrats, I'll, I'll let uh, Adam jump in on this one. But my, you know, my two cents is that I, while I think Democrats will still be interested in an ultimate goal of Medicare for all, I don't think you're going to see um, a Biden administration pushing for that in the same, you know, there's not going to be the same conversation around Medicare for all that we saw in 2020 when we had a Bernie Sanders primary. I think the Biden administration is going to be more focused on sharing and defending and publicizing their record of the mm-hmm. things that they've been able to do for healthcare. Yeah, I mean, anything you want to share? I, no, I mean, I think she's, she, I think she's right. I think um, the fact that the Republicans have kind of the national Republicans, I should say, uh, the re- Republican presidential contenders have kind of left the field open on the healthcare policy issue. Um, 
gives the Biden administration a chance to talk about strengthening the ACA, uh, finding ways to increase affordability and transparency, finding ways to, whether through executive action or those few glimmers of bipartisanship that exists on Capitol Hill, you know, get a couple things across the finish line that actually impact what the price people pay or um, the experience that they have. Um, and I think that that will be um, an opportunity for them. I, I agree. I don't think there's going to be a, uh, any sweeping, especially with divided government mm -hmm. um, policy proposal on healthcare. But I think the Biden administration will continue to talk about um, ways to, to strengthen the ACA. All right. We got to talk about the elephant and the donkey in the room. And that's 2024. <laughs> um, is healthcare going to be a dominant issue between President Biden running for reelection and whomever the Republicans nominate as their nominee? Well, I'll take this one first. I think, you know, the nature of an open primary like we see on the Republican side uh, means that it's kind of being defined uh, week over week as those candidates kind of take their positions. And I think that it's also being defined by former President Trump as the big elephant in the room there. Um, and I think that um, it's not exactly so far, and I'm not sure it will be a, exactly a laboratory for policy ideas, right? It's going to be um, them making the case for their constituency, for their base. Um, and I think that gives, um, like I said earlier, the, the Biden administration a chance to, and the Biden campaign a chance to run on their record. Yeah, I, I think that's right, um, generally speaking. I think, you know, Republicans, um, I mean, we've, we, they all kind of pivoted quickly in the second debate when they got the one healthcare question. They were like, but, you know, but I want to talk about, I want to go back to foreign policy. So I think, you know, you, you can kind of, you could kind of see that they, you know, don't really have a lot to talk about and maybe that will change. I think Nikki Haley had a little bit more to say there in her response. Um, and so, you know, it doesn't seem to to on its face be one of the biggest issues, but I think where it will continue to come up is with costs. And I know I've said that before, but I think the American public are really concerned about the economy right now. And I think that's a big part of the economy. And the, just the fact that healthcare prices have gone up so high, um, ex far exceeding the other inflationary um, costs that Americans are grappling with right mm -hmm. now. Um, so, so I. I I don't see it as being a, a big laboratory, a, a laboratory of ideas either, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but our research shows over and over again, our art firms, you know, we do a lot of survey research. We talk to a lot of people in focus groups and, you know, people are informed about their healthcare costs there and they know what they pay. They know mm -hmm. how it feels for them. And so when you ask them what's their number one issue, healthcare might not be number one issue, but cost is probably one or two. Um, and if you ask them to pick three top issues, healthcare is usually one of the top three. So that's interesting. We got a few seconds left. I love that Ant uh, asked this question at the end, and that is the next big thing in health, according to you, Annalise? I think it's transparency. I think everybody's just really ready, whether it's a hospital trip, uh, you know, drug pricing. I think all the American public just wants to know what goes into the cost that they're seeing, uh, the, that they're, you know, putting the bill for. Adam, the next big thing in health for you? So. Uh, Go a little bit different. I'm going to say AI. I think both challenges and opportunities in how consumers interact and how companies interact with consumers on it, but also the potential for breakthroughs on on the actual healthcare delivery side. Um, but it's like so much unknown. So many people are trying to tap into it. It'll be interesting. Thank you both. Really appreciate it. Thank you.